Hello and welcome to Pod for Norga, Norway's only television and film podcast. I'm here in Oslo. My name is Jack. Also in Oslo in a brand new apartment is... Erland. And then over in America is... And John. Just John. <laughs> Just, Just John. John. This time. Yes. No, no, no. Your full this... name is And John, right? I and thought... John. That's what it's always I mean, been. We, that, like, that's, got... that's always how I thought you were introduced every time. So got I figured a, that was a, your full name. Yeah, it's, it's got, Norwegian, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, today, uh, we've got a little bit of a smaller group. We're going to be uh, covering the uh, 2019 film Admundsen, The Greatest Expedition. Um, but before we do that, I think um, it, it's been a while since we recorded. We've had some scheduling issues because a lot has been happening. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just uh, jump off. Uh, Giro is not joining us today because she is with uh, our new baby boy. Who, uh, uh, Congratulations. I'm a daddy. Uh, we have, <laughs> I'm a daddy. Uh, That's the best way to ever introduce a baby. <laughs> we, we did. We had a, a beautiful uh, baby boy. Uh, his name is Finn. Uh, he was born on uh, September 12th. We just got past the 9-11 2020. <laughs> yeah, there was some worry as we were getting to that. Um He's got his own Norwegian Marius sweater, so he's already like blends in, looks great here. Uh, so that's it's it's been a whirlwind, and uh, so I'm uh, I'm I have not slept at all, uh, but I did make time to watch this film within <laughs> several chunks. Fortunately, it was a very uh, short movie, so it was yeah, pretty easy to God, do. Yeah, yeah, thank God this two-hour and ten-minute movie. Um, uh, a lot's also uh, has been happening. Um, Erlen, did you wanna did you wanna mention your your news? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the main life one is that I, I'm engaged, so that's fun. <laughs> and, but, but the more, I guess, acutely interesting one right now is that I also moved into uh, my first uh, apartment that we have bought, um, which just feels so much more real, you know what I mean? <laughs> because, like, the wedding's, for, you know, far off, but, like, this apartment is very, yeah, very yeah. sick right, right now. <laughs> Can I can I ask? Um, I have, we have not talked at all about this. Like, how how did you propose? Did you did you oh, do something special? Did you do? It was. Um, I'll just say it was kind of unplanned. It was very spur of the moment. Like it was obviously something I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? This feels like a great time, and it ended up being great. And I think oh, I'll leave it at fantastic. that. <laughs> did Did you go down that, on one knee? Is that a thing that people there do? Was, there yeah. was. There uh, was. Let's just say it was a, in general a fairly un conventional proposal in a way then it was not like super <laughs> staged and super this and super that but it was uh it was like it was very intimate and uh a great uh, it was a good one uh, yeah i'm happy with it <laughs> congratulations awesome. now congrats john uh have you had a child or gotten engaged or anything <laughs> I, have, I have no interesting news of any kind <laughs> well we luckily we do have some other interesting news that we can do uh that are uh on a more macro scale, we can talk a bit about the uh, 2021 Norwegian parliamentary elections because Erlen and I uh, did a bonus episode earlier and uh, covered the um, the run up to that just in the days prior. Um, but we could talk a little bit about the results. Um, uh, I guess the big thing that we, we should cover is that there will be a change in government. Um, uh, yes. Erlen, who's who's going to be the new prime minister? What's his name? Uh, Jonas Gostera. He's the uh, leader of the Labour Party, um, mm-hmm. and he was very much like pegged to be the prime minister. I mean, I think that was not a surprise by anybody. Um, what else happened? I, the, the, I can just quickly run through some key facts. How about, or do you I, have something I, prepared? If I can Jack? jump in, 
if I can jump in one thing, yeah, I just one thing I thought was super interesting is that the Labor Party actually lost seats but ended up winning the election because the yeah. the the two big parties we talked about earlier, the Conservative Party, which Erna Solberg, the the current Prime Minister, was, she lost there. They lost nine seats, yeah. and the Labor Party only lost one seat. So we saw a lot of seats got added to these smaller parties that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, John, I, I don't think you heard our, our bonus uh, podcast, but a lot of it was covering how Norway has this 4%, like uh, the 4% mark that the, four, the smaller parties had to get over. Yeah, that you will you get extra added seats oh. in addition. And so there was a lot of pressure for a lot of these smaller ones. I think the big winner out of that was, the, was it the communists? The communists like yeah. really did well. Yep. Yeah. The Red what party. did they get? They Plus got like seven seats. Yeah, they, they ended up with at least. Eight. Yeah, what? they went uh, uh, representatives. That is, but like percent wise, yeah. I think they ended up a little bit over five, maybe. They got um, four point seven. Four point seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the big, um, I guess, change is that this is the first time that the Christian Party didn't get over four percent. So uh, the Christian Party is very much uh, diminishing in a way. Huge. They went down. It's they lost five seats. They had eight, and they dropped to three. So that's a massive. And yeah. So out with the Christians, in with the communists. So wait, yeah. but uh, another kind of rule. I don't know if it was actually supposed to have been related to this or not. I guess it's not. But your lame duck prime minister decided to like instantly, with very little notice, reopen the country, and then there was mass <laughs> chaos in the streets, right? Uh, and uh, like fighting when did they and have the opening. Yeah. I don't. I mean, what that made the news over here. Did it really? Wow, that's interesting. I mean, there was definitely yeah. like a, a massive party that just broke out um, during that exact uh, mm -hmm. during that exact like literally. I mean, it was. I wouldn't say it was insanely unplanned. It was like because here the, the the corona rules are kind of directly based on the recommendations from the National Institute of Health in a way. And they've had like this phase plan, four phase, three phase plan or whatever. And it was kind of like, all right, guys, we're entering the final phase. So on Saturday at four o'clock, like we're opening it up, you know, like open completely. And then people fucking lost it. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I think Stavanger was pretty wild. I saw the parties out there out in like down by the waterfront. And I yeah. heard Oslo had a record number of fights like the police had to show up. Exactly. Or... I, I was actually not even in Norway at the time. Um, so I was just getting Snapchats of people like very mm -hmm. much uh, exchanging sweat uh, on the dance floor, if you know what I mean. They were they were really feeling that, uh, <laughs> feeling a the grind. A lot of energy to get out, yeah. It, is, it was like a pirate village. Um, yeah. uh, another thing about the election, um, uh, we, got, we got to talk about uh, the Green Party. Yeah, Erlen. that's right. Erlen, what happened? <laughs> Everybody was crossing their fingers that this was going to be the first time in history that the Green Party finally goes over 4%, which means that they would have gone from one to maybe at least eight, uh, maybe seven uh, representatives in parliament out of the whole 169. So it was like very much um, uh, expectations for that. And then during the first kind of projection, you know, right when the polls close and then you have a first projection, then they were like, 4.3 4.4 everyone's like yeah fuck it this is gonna they be great lost. i remember the video the video yeah. of them because they live showed it to everyone like all right yep. uh, the green party you know 4.3 percent like they yep. lost it but yeah but what happened and then they ended up falling below <laughs> they were at like three eight i think uh, or like no, three, i have seven, checked eight. the official they were three nine they got to Ooh. three nine 
and it says he, that they got within 5,000 votes yeah, of getting 5, to 5,000 votes. Exactly. So they only gained, and it, I mean, still they gained still gained. Yeah, they went from, they one, went from to three. one seat to three. Yeah, correct. So I mean, it's uh, and and overall, in terms of climate change put on the political agenda, it was very much a a win uh, at the national level for climate change because the the socialists uh, did very well and they have a very um, a progressive climate strategy. And then um, mm-hmm. uh, the the communist party obviously is fairly. Um, to climate, the left, climate. I might say. <laughs> no, they have, they're climate-oriented for sure, but their, their main thing is like, yes, we're going to tackle climate change, but like, we're not going to create any um, inequities. Uh, for example, they want a fun fact, they want to completely make the Norway's largest company, uh, Equinor, which is the oil company, they want to take it off of the stock exchange, um, which, interesting. I don't see how you could gain enough capital to then finance a renewable expansion without that, but uh, that's uh, that's just me and my uh, follow-up question to that. <laughs> uh, I um, uh, I have one question. For the, I'm looking at the results again here, um, and there's one party, brand new party, got one seat with 0.2% of the vote, and that's the party is called Pacient Focus or Patient Focus. Yeah, so they, it's a single, it's a party that just is completely created just to create yeah their one issue is to create a hospital in alta which is very 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 far north way 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 yeah okay that's their one deal so so they they have one representative to try to push to create you know to get the budgeting through to create a hospital there which is very interesting Mm -hmm. it shows how extremely i guess representative the norwegian democratic institutions can be right if you have enough votes to create a party and you really want to get something created then like you can get a rep in but <laughs> um wait are there is there not a is, like alta is one of the is the biggest quote-unquote city in finnmark right like i mean that's the well what my let me jump past that and just say they don't have a hospital they don't have a hospital that's why they need one and um i think a reason why to be honest i don't know enough about it so i don't want to make a fool on myself but i I mean, it, I think it loosely has something to do with the fact that Trums and Finnmark, which are two adjacent, or they were two adjacent um, uh, provinces, are now one. Um, so maybe that's part of the reason there's a bit of a uh, mis... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, people have to Google I, it. <laughs> I think people are not happy about that. I remember when they combined the two and now they're called Trums or Finnmark. And mm-hmm. originally, only the T was capitalized, and the F was not. And there was like a huge protest saying, "Like, no, you will capitalize the F in Finnmark." So, <laughs> which I think did. that's that's like, of course, that why don't we just do that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. that should not yeah. be an issue. But anyways, should we? Um, but anyway, move let's on talk to about this, this movie. Movie. <laughs> Yep, so uh, uh, today, again, we are covering the 2019 film Amundsen, The Greatest Expedition, as it was titled in English. Um, this was directed by Espen Sandberg, who we know from previous films Contiki and Max Manus, which we saw, and then also Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Um, the best, the the best fil- of the, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the series, all right? <laughs> the, uh, the film was written by uh, Ra- Raven, Raven, Raven Lanskog, who we know he also wrote uh, The Last King, or the Birkebeiner uh, film that we saw earlier. Um, and then it stars, uh, <laughs> people were starting to get Speaking to know. Speaking of Contiki. Uh, yes, Paul, uh, Paul uh, Sverehagen, who played, uh, <laughs> played, 
played uh, Tor Heyerdahl in the Khan Tiki film and now is playing uh, uh, the titular Admundsen. He's all about the uh, biopics. The, all about the biopics. Yes, yes. Well, this is, I mean, the, the summary from IMDb of this film is that it is the life and facts of Norwegian explorer Raoul Amundsen, the first man to arrive on the South Pole. Um, uh, I thought this was, with a title like Amundsen, The Greatest Expedition, I thought this was going to be, you know, about that expedition turned out to be about this guy's life um <laughs> that's a great uh, summary <laughs> yeah yeah that's good and um i think we should i, I kind of want to hear erlin first because erlin <laughs> er, erlin just watched this movie like 30 minutes ago or oh i mean at this point what, what we've been recording for like 15 minutes so 15 minutes ago uh yeah i i uh you guys were kind enough to push back the recording just in time for me to finish this movie but Okay, very fresh off the bat. What did I think? Yeah. Um, I thought the intro was sick. I thought the yeah. I thought the uh, first half was pretty good, and I thought the second half was pretty bad. And I thought the uh, old man um, old man makeup was very done, very well done. Um, and I think Tour uh, or no, what's his name? Uh, Paul Paul uh, did a very good job playing like yeah. an old man. But I'm also like, I mean, damn, this guy, I mean, spoiler, but like he died at 56 and like the guy looked like he was 90. I'm like, what? have you seen his picture? Everyone and he, he did look, he did look up. very old in reality yeah. too. So That's I get all that. of these Arctic Explorer guys, they age like <laughs> yeah. hell. Those are, like the, those are looking some, like Robert uh, City Fury Miles or whatever as well. Like the yeah. lines on their faces are carved in stone. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know what I've heard is that when you're in the Arctic, you burn so many calories that, like, yeah. uh, apparently, like, I had this professor um, in my bachelor's, I took a geography course, and he, he had done field work in the, um, in the Arctic of Canada, and he was mm -hmm. telling us that, like, you just pack sticks of butter. You just eat butter straight up. Just stick of butter because you burn so many calories to stay alive, and I just can just imagine that, like, you know, these guys were spending five years, seven years at a time in the Arctic, and you're just, your biological age must just go up like crazy because you're burning, you're burning calories at a constantly insane rate. Uh, Erlen, about, like, about um, Amundsen, is, I imagine he's a pretty well-established figure in the Norwegian zeitgeist, as far as, like, a hero. I mean, I think probably like in a Neil Armstrong kind of way to an American, just to, you know, his, his accomplishments. That's, that's a pretty amazing thing he did. Does, did, did. Did you know this story, like the story of his life going into it? That's a great question. So I, I knew about the South Pole exhibition, which is what put him on the map, uh, <laughs> pun intended. Um, <laughs> but I had no idea about the kind of uh, controversy slash, you know, financial component of the late which is again why i commented on the first half suite it was when we were completely looking at the south pole expedition and then the second half was like okay now we're just gonna take the rest of his 25 years of life or whatever and then it was i had no idea about any of that stuff i didn't know about these love interests i didn't know about the uh flying over the arctic and to be completely honest um i always confused him with the other guy in the movie who was uh, referenced but who was kind of like a bit of a of a mentor to him, uh, Fritjof Nansen. Oh, Nielsen? Fritjof Nansen, yeah, he's like, Nansen. he's a big deal. I think especially, like, he has a, a very reputable institute named after him that does, like, mm -hmm. climatology and and, um, and that type of, like, and he's, like, more of a scientist, you know what I mean? Uh, 
Whereas I, I would say that Amundsen is kind of akin to like what's his name Lindenberg, the guy who flew over. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Charles, Charles Lindbergh. Uh, yeah. Charles Lindbergh. Yeah, I would say that there may be, you know, in terms of like national lore or whatever, um, people definitely celebrate Amundsen. And, but most people would probably I mean, just know him because it's a very famous beer. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I, I think immediately of the line in the movie when he says that, that when his brother tells him this isn't science, this is sport. Yeah. Like Amundsen, like, although there's a lot of trappings of like, oh, we're doing this really for science. It's like, I think you kind of want to just keep beaten you know other people being the first on top of the mountain so to speak exactly um john what'd you think of the movie yeah i i'd echo i'd echo a lot of the same thoughts i mean i i it was enjoyable enough the first Mm -hmm. half the adventure story was enjoyable um it was very long and i probably would not watch it again uh i i mean i think i Given what they wanted to accomplish, which was basically show a large swath of this guy's life and his multiple adventures and and successes and failures, I think the frame story actually was a decently interesting way of showing that and tying it together. But mm-hmm. I could have honestly done without the frame story uh, and yeah. and without the like kind of I, you know I I. I I don't know. The, and like this, the interpersonal dynamic, like it wanted to be a relationship movie, but mm-hmm. also wanted to be an adventure movie. Exactly. And I think it would have been better as just like an enjoyable adventure movie uh, yes. without kind of the whole, the frame story on top of it with the relationship dynamics. Yeah. Like, like su- super quick comments at that. Like uh, the first half I was like, Ooh, this is like a Norwegian version of Everest. If you guys have ever seen that movie based on the book uh, uh, on thin air or whatever, or out into thin air or something by what's his name? Car care, whatever. Um, that movie was sick. And it's so, it's about the same thing. Like uh, what Jack was saying, you know, it's a, this is sport. You know what I mean? This is like, these are the people who are, just for the sake of saying that they did it, they are doing something crazy. And then, whereas, like, I think it's interesting that the movie commented on the fact that they were, you know, getting funded by all these exploration, this and that. And, like, I guess it, it kind of speaks to the times, too, because the Royal the Royal Geography Society in, in London was a massive back then, like, way more prominent than it was, than it is today, because that was kind of the forefront of, um, you know, common new explore, explorative knowledge in a way. Um, and it, and I, I think it's interesting because, like, later on the movie, when he finally finishes, you know, his final task or whatever, he's like, then, then Fritjof Nansen is like, there's so much more to do, you know, there's technology, there's medicine, there's like, that were, like, that was the final thing in, in the field of geography that was like big, big news. Um, but I do think it would have just been so much cooler if the whole movie had just been an expanded first half, you know, just about the South Pole. I agree. I wanted to see, um, to, to jump off what you guys have said, I wanted to see, I think that would have been a more interesting movie to kind of see like the technical aspects of how this thing went. Um, from what the research I've done about the, the mission, uh, it, it, it was pretty close like that instance where uh, the first group went out and the weather was so bad and they turned back and there was a fight and argument like that did happen. And some of the conversations, like when they're at the South Pole, I really liked the bit when they're talking about the flame when they're like, this mm-hmm. is the only flame for thousands of thousands of miles, except, of course, with the exception of Scott. Um, uh, I, I really, I, I was really like that. And then, then I was like, 
I could tell them coming to the end of it. I'm like, oh, great. This can be a short movie. They're going to knock it out. And then they went into this, you know, that was like one part of the movie. And then there were, I, I marked it as like three different additional parts. Then there was this one about the five-year drifting expedition yeah. to the North Pole, which was like this weird psychological breakdown. Then it switches to a focus on his brother Leon and and his mistress, or no, I, well, you know, his lover, Paramore, I don't know what word to use. And then <laughs> and then it ends more with the blimp trip to the north in the aftermath. And I found it all kind of um, a bit muddled, a bit aimless. And it, 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 like, I didn't know what the dramatic tension of the, this movie was. I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be about the story of this man who had this constant drive and how it pushed other people away, which it kind of was. But then it tried to bring this love story in. And, and I'll say... I loved Catherine Waterston in this. The uh, um, uh, who mm -hmm. plays um, oh, what was I'm, I she's in Fantastic Beasts. Bess, yeah. Bess. She that's what I think most people know is that she's in the Harry Potter fan, Fantastic Beast series. Um, I thought she was great, but like, and and she was very compelling. But like, I found the character of Amundsen like kind of like why I found it very unlikable. Like, I found like he didn't come off as charismatic. He came off a little bit self-absorbed, wet blanket. Yeah. Like I was like, why is our? I mean, I, I didn't get why she was like so drawn and in love yeah. with him. And and like not only that, but I just didn't buy that relationship at all. There was no. Yeah. There was like like uh, for the listener. I mean, the movie is essentially structured so that you meet her in the very beginning, and then yes. you are learning about this man's life. Because the brother of Amundsen is telling the story to mm -hmm. Beth's character or Bess or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of like, okay, so we're meant to believe that these guys are lovers. And she's just traveled in like the year 1926 all the way from Canada. But she's just now like learning about his time and like what he's been doing and shit. I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't buy this love at all. And like they just did a poor, I'm sure it was a real loving relationship or whatever. But I, they sure. just did a very poor job selling the fact that they ended up like mm -hmm. i I, th I felt like the the other relationship with what's her name kiss kiss, kiss yeah that was yeah. that that was a, a, li a little bit more genuinely like believable but they couldn't put her i mean there uh, of course the constraints of real life like this man had what we know is like two major loving relationships yeah. although i read up he may have had a third with his landlady and then she <laughs> shot herself and so that oh. was yeah yeah and that's another I'm just we thinking, like, like why didn't why like he, they should have just kind of just left that part, like leave the relationship part out of the movie. You know what I mean? I, I would I have left also that framing device out. I don't need the the, the retelling of the brother. I'm like, is this you know, the the dynamic between him and his brother? I find very interesting, especially I found it actually quite heartbreaking when when Amundsen wrote his autobiography and refers to his brother as his colleague, companion. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, companion. But companion yeah. Or the, but yeah, I mean, like, like that. I, I uh, this yeah. this movie. I mean, I think he was obviously a, a dick. <laughs> yeah, it it needed a, another pass on the script, and I think need maybe tighten this down. And again, I've got now. I I I'm sticking to this more and more every time. Is that if a film is going to be over ninety minutes, you have to justify it to me, and I don't think this. <laughs> Especially one now that you have a baby. <laughs> I know, guys. Like TikTok people, like. Ah. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of um, uh, uh, the acting overall? I think I just talked a little bit about Catherine Waterston. I thought she was great. Um, uh, I think we said Paul as Obmanson 
I, I think he looked the part. I think they, they I, I, just as Erlen said, I thought the, the old age makeup on everyone was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I, I didn't doubt it ever for a minute. Um, other than that, like the other big performances, I thought some of these side characters were like, I mean, they came in hot with like the, the British guy when, when they're giving the toast and they are just trashing the Norwegians and giving the toast to the dogs. Cause you know, the, the, how, how, how scott even though he died got all the attention according to this story i don't know how true that was but um i thought some of those cares were a little bit bigger than than i was hoping for or a, a little bit uh not so realistic but the, from the, the main core cast i really liked yeah i i think they were i think it was all well acted um mm-hmm. i like yeah i think all of the all of the Arctic scenes, all of the adventure scenes, the kind of interpersonal dynamics there, that all felt very real uh, mm-hmm. and, and felt like it was reflective of, I don't know, I, I mean, I've never been there, but uh, presumably kind of how he recorded it in his book um, or how other people recorded and recollected it, because I don't know to what extent he actually would have credited others in his book or described them at mm-hmm. all. Um, but mm-hmm. it, 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 felt, it felt strong. Uh, to your point on... Scott, just changing topic slightly. I it's interesting. I think he is I think he is still relatively credited with this because um with the discovery kind of alongside Amundsen because the South Pole research station, like the it's the American research yeah. station, but it's named the Amundsen Scott Research <laughs> Polar Research Station. Uh it's it's yeah. named for the two of them, you know, hyphenated. Amundsen comes first, but then the guy who got there later and died on the way back is the you know shares the honor basically which is interesting we don't yeah we don't usually reward that person uh yeah. and, but but it could well be the kind of british influence or or them wanting to kind of propagate that hero myth of, of that guy <laughs> i think it's Can also I, the fact i think it's also the fact that like um i mean again if you haven't seen the movie the original plan was that they were going to go to the north pole and then they just realize like okay that's not gonna happen because somebody else beat us to it they completely unannounced then go to the south pole and and maybe people like you know in the eyes of history they're like i mean baller move but also kind of dick move and then and then yeah especially to the guy funding it yeah exactly and then i'm thinking again it's like why didn't we get an entire movie about that why didn't we see it from scott's perspective too and then we just would have called it South Pole or something, you know. Don't call yeah. it Amundsen. And again, or maybe it's like probably, Amundsen, right? It could be yeah. called Amundsen: The Greatest Expedition, not Amundsen: A Series of Expeditions. Yeah, or just, but in general, like I would just like, uh, I mean, the movie paid tribute to Scott by like I did think that was the coolest part of the film. By the way, when they had the Royal Society dinner and then the speech is just like, "Oh fuck you, um, let's <laughs> toast to that." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was such. That was great. Uh, that was a great scene. I, I mean, I totally think that that was kind of the way you would completely annihilate someone and humiliate someone back in like 1911 British society. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I love that. But again, it's like frustrating that we didn't get to see uh, we didn't get to see Scott at all until like we saw a tiny little shot of him like yeah. frozen and dead and stuff. And because Can like I, you, uh... like you said, that's that's what we remember now. It's like the research station is now in both people's name and. Yeah. Um, can I tell a fun fact that I this is one of my trivia things I like to tell at parties? Um, 
is a record that was set during Scott's expedition that was not beaten until the Apollo program. Um, yes, right? Like, yeah. What? What say you? <laughs> no, is that um, some speed uh, record of some sort? No, um, the um, most isolated individual human being in history. Oh. So if you measure the distance from one person to the next closest person, and they said, of course, who knows, you know, you know, if someone got shipwrecked or something somewhere. But, but in history, one that recorded we, history. In recorded history, the one that we know absolutely confirmed is that Scott, there was someone who was the last person alive on his expedition. And we know the next closest person would have been uh, would have likely been Amundsen returning back, and we know roughly how big that the thousands of miles that mm-hmm. that would have been. So we know, and they and then they said so that person before he died was the most isolated human being to have known to have existed until the guy until, in the orbiter, until Michael Collins during the orbiting when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon, and he had to alone go around the backside of the moon, and I, so. Always found that to be an interesting. That's a great that's kind of parable, though, in terms of like yeah. exploration yeah. and stuff. And, yes. and also, that is so tragic that he was yeah. the most isolated person, and then he died. Yeah. Just to know that. <laughs> oh I mean, my yeah. god! Can you imagine knowing that? I mean, again, it goes back to that what you were saying about the fire. Like they made it to the South Pole, and then they're like, "This is the only source of uh, heat that's you know <laughs> a certain temperature." But I, I I think that's super interesting. I love that. I like that that actually like really hit me. Just Same. what that must feel like at the bottom of the world in in the most isolated terrain ever, and to do, have done that. That's what's so cool about that expedition. They took it took it took forever to do. And it was grueling, and it was so challenging on the human body. And they went there, and they did it. And and while they were there, they were they were they did something no human has ever done. There's you know no native people like it's a very good story because like they, they didn't have to like massacre any other like native population <laughs> as so happens with with a lot of other explorers. But like they got there, they did this thing. And it was arduous. And then they kind of, when he flies over the north, they just go in a blimp, and then they're like, "Yep, guess we're here. Shake hands." Again, yeah, and, and it like, was. Oh. And again, it's like that's not as as like explorative, if you will, because it's your it's a feat of. And the guy was kind of like Engin- he said it. He was like, "This is an engineering feat," you know, like. Uh, um, should I? This might be my moment. Um, I know, I know, I I I learned about this before, and I went today and and redid my research, on um on that airship trip and it was it's way more insane that than was covered in the, in the film and can i just get, do a brief little tangent about Please. what happened because i actually read some notes in this so um there's a couple stuff that they reference in it um which is is correct so this this uh dirigible this huge airship called the noriga um it was it was sponsored by mussolini's government um and that was nobile was going to be the pilot of, of this and so they got a crew. It was Amundsen was like ostensibly the leader of it because he was obviously this this expert, and and Nobile was the co-captain who was actually experienced in piloting this. Um, they stripped it down for weight, you know, like they they wanted to bring as much fuel as possible and supplies, so they had to really really strip it down. But Nobile also <laughs> brought five additional Italians with who had no job to do, hmm. and then and Just not the only squad, did that, but as which you did. 
you you did see in the film is Nobile also brought his fox ter terrier um, <laughs> named Tatina. And I need to tell you, this is the story I'm telling you, the story of Tatina. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Amundsen, they, they did fly over, and Amundsen had nothing to do on the trip because he's like this Arctic polar explorer, like, and we're up here in a cabin. So they just gave him binoculars, and he looked out to try to see if there was a continent up there. They end up flying over, and then, you know, the, according to their maps, they're like, okay, we're here. We are over the North Pole. And then they dropped flags down, and they dropped um, an American. There was some Americans on there. It was um, uh, so they dropped a, a, a U.S. flag, and they dropped a Norwegian flag. And then without telling everyone else, the Italians swapped out their normal Italian flag with a massive, like, twice as big as everyone else's flag and dropped it down. And I can imagine Amundsen just turning to them, like, they were so concerned with the weight and just being like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Italians. <laughs> and that's not the end of it. So then it goes over. They land in Alaska. Um, they get out there. And then um, they work their way down to Seattle, which is where they have the big announcement. And, um, and they meet the press and everybody. And uh, Amundsen and, and the rest of the guys show up looking like, Nor like Nordic explorers. And uh, Nobile had packed with him a full colonel, like Italian military colonel uniform. And they would answer all the questions. So he looked like the leader of it. And again, they, these guys ended up like Nobile and, and Amundsen hated each other. Um, and would snipe at each other in the press afterwards. But uh, the dog Tatina became an incredibly like world-famous dog and went to the White House and met President Coolidge and peed on the White House carpet. Um, and then... Wow. Uh, yeah, Your Amundsen research is impeccable, by the way. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. uh, Amundsen called, this a, called the whole expedition a flying circus on there. And... Um, so and then how this and then this where it, it ties back into the the rest of the movie in 1928 Mussolini went for the sequel and wanted to redo the exact same expedition but this time in a ship called the Italia and then they so they uh but Albinson obviously didn't go on this one and Nobile went again brought Tatina and I think about 15 other guys and it cr on the way up it crashed the the ship crashed and ripped when it hit the ground it ripped the cabin off so that the blimp just floated away, oh. and the blimp with five people in it, and uh -oh. those guys, those guys were never seen again. And those just, it just, I mean, they could be just floating around in the in the clouds now, for all we know. Um, and then the the ten well, guys, I, I, I don't <laughs> think that's true, but we can. That prove sounds me wrong. like up, you know, like the movie ten, who picks up. So the ten guys in the cabin crashed there. One of them died, and then the nine were there surviving. Was Tatina in the cabin? Tatina was in the cabin and survived the crash. They realized they did not have enough food for, um, like, they only had, like, 300 calories a day, and so they were, like, super worried. Um, they did not kill Tatina. They oh. ended up getting att attacked by a polar bear, who they killed, and then ate his meat. They got the radio working, and then they contacted their, their um, like, support aircraft that was waiting for them, who ignored the call. What? But luckily, a Siberian ham radio operator happened to pick up the call and was like, this is probably important, and passed it to Moscow, which passed it to Mussolini, who started a rescue effort. Then, so a lot of that, and that's where we see Amundsen come in again, where he's like, we're going to go find him. And he, Amundsen, I think, wanted to go find him, really to be like, fuck you, Nubile, I have to come rescue you now. And 
ultimately died doing it. But the people that did actually rescue Nobile, a plane landed, uh, piloted by a Swedish um, uh, a pilot who was searching for him, landed next to the guys and said, okay, I have space for one person. I can take one person back. And Nobile was like, well, take the guy who's the most injured. And Nobile, and the, the Swede was like, said, no, it's probably best we take you back because then you can help us coordinate the effort, uh, the rescue, because you'll know better about like where you are and how to do this and, and get more information. So Nobile said, okay, fine, got in the plane with the Swede and then took Tatina. <laughs> and flew away so yeah. in all the press so in the press like when it got covered that the, he was rescued is that nobile landed abandoning his nine you know his or i guess eight other men at the crash site but made sure to bring his dog back um but but uh, tatina survived these all these these expeditions Did the i want to fucking see survive? a movie they about they, that yes <laughs> they ended up going and rescuing uh, the remainder so everyone who was not killed in the initial thing uh in the initial accident or is not survive. still floating up in the atmosphere according to you for all well, that was, i mean pro again prove me wrong holy shit jack i think you just you just wrote a script right there i, yes. I want to see that movie i want to call it i want to see the I, tatina story yeah the tale of tatina or whatever tatina's yeah. odyssey <laughs> <laughs> epic anyway anyway um uh, uh we've talked about the acting we talked about some overall thoughts um any, anybody have a particular shots on how the movie was shot um uh or, or the budget the cgi nothing to write home about i mean it was a classically like um what what's his name espen there whatever sunderberg like you could tell he he's like that norwegian actor that can definitely mm -hmm. helm a cinematic uh, a, a good looking cinematic film in a no, way very competently put yeah together. yeah like like everything is pretty big budget it's pretty large scale you know i think his movies always fall short in the writing department like his scripts are always messy um i think kotiki out of all the ones that we've covered on this podcast at least kotiki is the best yeah um, i agree and like this one is a couple notches better than <laughs> than uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Strange Tides, but like mm -hmm. they're both just like a lot of his movies kind of fall short in the writing department because they're a bit messy and a bit like, dude, just mm -hmm. don't make like you just just pick your battles. You know what I mean? I I would say I I think Erlen mentioned right at the beginning of his review is the the most compelling scene I thought was um, the opening. The opening crash of that that plane crash that, was yeah, a that great felt shot. pretty visceral because it felt like a stable. It felt like they bolted a camera. Yeah, and, and you were kind of, of following it, one eighty. Yeah, you, and then I did, and I actually really liked the end, just seeing the northern lights as he kind of succumbs to the to the elements. I found that actually yeah, which again I'm like really. I mean, like I'm mm. assuming there was maybe when in not... doubt, throw <laughs> some northern lights in there. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like okay, this is a good place. This is a good way to end Those it. Those twinkle you guys to sleep every night in Oslo, right? Isn't that how <laughs> yeah. that works? I have to close my blinds. It's <laughs> those northern lights are so bright. <laughs> yeah, but that that about uh, that about sums it up for me, honestly. I don't know. Do you guys want to move on to categories? Unless John, you had any final thoughts on no. the cinematic aspect? Great. Let's uh, let's jump into our categories. So uh, we always start with who won the movie. Anybody have thoughts? I think Amundsen won. I, I think he got what he wanted. He got fame. He got his trip to the North Pole, at least ish. He got a trip to the South Pole thrown in for good measure, uh, and he went out, you know, with a bang. Like, I don't think he ever 
was ever going to be happy just slowly fading into irrelevance in retirement or something. And he never seemed to care all that much about relationships or family. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he, I think he won. Okay. Erlen. I, I think that me. sounds, uh, I, I have to second, I mean, uh, but to be honest, after hearing that the Odyssey of Tatina or whatever, I want to say she did that dog won the movie. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I only wish that was as well documented, but yeah, I don't know. It, 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 the thing about these like insanely large scale biopics where you're documenting the, the entire life and there's so much complexity and stuff, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say who like won the movie and stuff because obviously the whole movie is about him. But I, I think there was a bunch of side characters that, you know, like there was that one dude who was at the, um, at his side almost the whole time, every single time. And I don't even mm-hmm. remember his name. You know what I mean? Was he, was that Visting? Yeah. Maybe he, that yeah. was Visting or whatever. And I'm thinking, that's like, my guy. That's my guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy seems like my guy too. <laughs> but yeah, Jack, what about you? Who went the movie? Um, I actually had the actor Christian Rubeck, who played uh, Amundsen's brother, Leon. Um, mm. We know him from Max Manus and Nobel. And I, uh, this is the first time I've seen him speaking English extensively. And I thought he did a really good job at that. Um, I just think he has a very good voice. And, and I would definitely listen to an audiobook <laughs> like uh, read by him. But I think I think he did a good job. He got way more in a movie about Amundsen. He actually had a much bigger part than I expected, and he got to do um, sit around with uh, Catherine Waterston for a few days on set and like act, which I thought. <laughs> but I, but like, I mean, don't uh, you think that like like objectively, like he he lost his brother and they like never made up. That is so sad. <laughs> yes, but that's why I am not giving the character winning the movie, oh, but rather the I see, actor. I see. Well nuanced, very well, well done, yes. sir. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, how about who lost the movie? John, do you have a guy for Scott, the movie? Frozen no to shit. death and discredited by this movie. The whereas you know, whereas the like nineteen twenties version of shitting on someone is holding a feast in their honor and giving mm-hmm. like toasts to their dogs instead of them mm-hmm. or whatever. I think the mm-hmm. 21st century way of shitting on someone is to put them in a in someone else's biopic and <laughs> show that they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, so I think he I think he lost. Erlen, who lost the movie? I mean, to be honest, I think in some ways, like from a narrative perspective, uh, Amundsen lost the movie because like. And I think at the very end, when they're sitting there and they're, he's, he's like, he's an old man and he's discussing with Fethiof Nansen and, and he's like, you can hear that like his biggest accomplishment, the South Pole, getting there first, like he never really got to bask in that. He's like, I was there first, but I'm the villain. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and that, that almost seems to have shadowed or like felt, followed him like a shadow forever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though he was the first to do A, B, and C, um, and, and he was obviously a great explorer and stuff, I think that, like, obviously, uh, Scott or whatever also deserved his praise or whatever. But, like, I, I mean, it just seemed to have, have, like, caused such a weight, you know what I mean? That he, like, yes, he was there first, but, like, he never got to, to see the global uh, fame. And I, I also, you know, a side note is like, I liked how the British completely shit on him, but then he comes home to Norway and then like, they completely honor him. Yeah. And it's so classic that like, these things are often nationalized, but like, uh, yeah, I, I think he died a troubled, uh, kind of 
torn man, you know, where he was always seeking for this stuff. And like, even when he was first, he felt like he maybe wasn't in a way or like he didn't get what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I would say the, uh, the person who lost the movie was uh, Yalmar uh, Johannesson, which was the guy who, mm. the alcoholic guy who shot himself. Yeah, that was which, rough. Holy shit! That there was just that Why? was out of yeah, so out of nowhere. It's I'm so assuming was, that you know, that must have been a real thing, right? Or else I looked it so up. Unnecessary. So unnecessary. So this guy, you know, he, you know, they mention about his drinking problem and how he's they they still put him on the the uh, South Pole expedition anyway. So l- let me I, l- read just some of the information about him. So the real guy, he participated in the first and third Fram, expedi- uh, Fram expeditions. He shifted out with uh, Fritjof Nansen expedition in 1893 to 1896, then accompanied him um, on a new, uh, a new record attempt to the North Pole. Then he participated in the expedition with Amundsen to the South Pole from 1910 to 1912. Um, he was awarded the South Pole Medal, uh, and the Norwegian... Uh, the Royal Norwegian Award instituted by King Haakon in 1912 to reward participants in the expedition. However, Johannesson uh, uh, had resumed drinking alcohol and became cr- clinically depressed in 1913 commit and commit suicide. So he was survived by his wife and four children. Mm. And wow. so only, only one year after, and like that out of the movie, like, you know, you hear the Norwegian national anthem being sung and he's just on a park bench and... And it's just what an incredibly sad scene um, yeah. out, and really out of nowhere. So th- that's definitely who lost the movie for me. Um, but we also have a much more uplifting category, which is uh, who's our guy? And uh, John, I think you've mentioned. So who's your guy? Uh, Visting. Uh, he, you know, he was always just he is, I think, the prototypical guy uh, for this category because he was just always there. And he was yeah. just always kind of doing doing his thing in the background. He was the faithful companion. He stayed on that ice-bound ship in edging its way towards the North Pole for like four extra years (laughs) beyond the three that that Amundsen was there and was just there and then in the end he's just like tearing apart things because most of his children have died which is pretty terrible (laughs) Um, but he and he was always he went on every expedition seemingly Uh, he is always in line getting the awards behind beside Amundsen Mm -hmm. he's just he's always there so he's a guy he's a guy I, I completely agree. How, I, 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 I second that. <laughs> That's your guy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my guy is, I actually don't know which person said this because it was hard for me to see, but when they get to the South Pole, they've, they're there, they've planted the flag. They have accomplished something for the first time in human history in this incredibly epic moment. And one guy cannot help but try to, to crack a joke and and that would be me. I would definitely. Is it the which way me. is north guy? You mean? Yes, it's the whoever goes which way. Uh, which way you think is north? And 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 I go uh, that way. No, no, no. It's it's that way. No, it's definitely that way. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the first time anyone's ever been able to make this joke. And and I, I just think, if I was on this expedition, the entire way down, all like fifty whatever days, I would just be like. I'm going to make this joke. I'm going to make it. <laughs> I can't oh, wait this to make this joke. <laughs> I mean, are, do you think they like, is the next step of that, you plant one of those how far yeah, to so-and-so north. signs, <laughs> and it's like both ways is the same for North Pole <laughs> or something? Oh, wow. 
Did you guys, by the way, catch what he then followed up with? What Amit? Because I, I, I tried to go back, but then I was Chromecasting and it didn't. But then he said something that was like kind of inappropriate or something. No, what was it? I, I no, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking because I forgot. But he was basically like, he like Almondson made some kind of a retort to that, and then walked away. And then the other oh, dudes, yeah, they were like, he, they were like, just forget him. Just, just like don't, don't listen to him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear. I didn't get that either. I want like yep. I, I have a hunch that it was something like, like again he he like accomplished this thing, but then he kind of like like he was never satisfied, and I feel it didn't, like it never filled the void within yeah, him. Exactly. Again, maybe the maybe true expedition lost. is the one inside all of us. Ooh, yeah, the Odyssey Get of out. Tatiana. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. All right. Let's rate this movie. So as always, we rate um, on a six-point scale. Um, I originally had written down for a while uh, snow dog patties um, after they shot all the dogs and ate them, but I thought that was a little too depressing. So right at the end, I think I, th- you I still think, told us it though. <laughs> yeah, so but we're not, gonna, but but we'll leave it there and just stick with smash, smashed, <laughs> smashed glass globes. Oh, yeah. um, nice. I thought that was an interesting prop from the movie. And I had hard to say, so thank you for that. Yeah, so smashed. <laughs> Smash glass globes. Come on. Thank you. Smash, Smash glass, glass, glass globes. I'm, I'm, I'm very tired. I'm very tired. Guys, please, someone someone go ahead. One to six smashed glass globes. John, I want to I, I will say 3.5 smashed glass globes. Uh, really? And, you know, I think I, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I am happy to have watched it. I learned a lot that I did not know before. I knew the guy's name and vaguely that he had explored one of the poles, and that was mm-hmm. it. Uh, and so I am happy to have learned the great deal that I've learned through the movie and now this podcast, but I would not watch it again. Uh, <laughs> it was very lengthy. So, yeah, Maryland. for the same reasons, but, uh, you know, I, I think I, I, I completely agree with everything you followed up your score with, but because of that, I feel like three and a half is very generous, right? Because if like, let's say it's three, that means like it was at least like fifty percent good, right? But like because the second half was so boring, to be honest, I'm gonna go with two and a half. So you didn't yeah. even you two didn't and a half what? Qu- right. Yeah. Oh, two and a half uh, smashed glass globes. <laughs> and I find I don't know. I find um, I found the movie was tr- like overly ambitious, maybe uh, akin to some of the exploration that it was trying to depict, right? Mm. Because. Uh, the whole second half was completely not needed to be uh, part of the movie, and you could have easily just had such a cool movie just about the South Pole expedition. Uh, I'm giving it two. Two Smash Glass. Wow. I, Is that your uh, lowest ever? I think that might be. No. No, We've because we watched that Christmas movie, the... Uh... That was that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Like Holiday Death or whatever, <laughs> Holiday Blood, no, it was Christmas, Christmas Blood. Blood, Christmas Blood, which is genuinely the worst movie I've ever watched, start to finish in my entire life. <laughs> but did you give that a lower than two rating? Like I don't remember. Yes. Oh my God. I I think I gave I I gave it. Let's what, check the receipts on that after this. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. I give this two. I thought, and the two basically goes to the acting that I thought was good, and um, you know, just the comp, the competent way it was made, but. This was way too for, for all everything you guys said. This was way too long. This script really needed to be tightened up. I think this should have really focused on been more just a more generalized, generally f- f- better focused film. And um, and uh, and then the big thing honestly was I just found the entire way through I found Amundsen completely unlikable. 
Like, I didn't find him complicated. Like, oh, he's got these great aspects and these bad. Like, I just found him, like, unca- I, he, I found him to be a wet blanket. And I, I don't understand why all these, like, people like him and respected him and or, or loved him. or That just confused me the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Also, again, I'm very tired. I have not slept. I have a newborn, so <laughs> let's let, we can we can chalk it up to that. Jack has no time for this nonsense. No, no. T- no time, no time. But I do have time to talk about maybe what movie or TV show we should do next time. Um, uh, Erlen, have you by any chance seen uh, Postmortem, the the new I Netflix have, show? I have not. No. I I kind of want to do this. So this is a new Netflix show. It's called Postmortem. No one dies in Skarkness. And it's it just came out on Netflix, I think, a month ago. Um, uh, I watched the pilot. It looks super, like, David Lynchian weird, like, and, mm. and uh, interesting. I'm very, in, uh, very interested. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's about, it's a six-episode Netflix series that deals with a um, funeral home uh, owned by a family in Skarkness, which I have no idea where that is in Norway. And about some weird hinky stuff going on there. Um, I say let's do like we did with Beforeners, and we'll do the first three episodes, and yeah. then the following month we'll do the last three episodes of season. How one. long is each episode? Just out of curiosity. Forty-four minutes. All right. So it's about it. Yeah, like a movie length between the three. All right. Yeah, I'm down. I, we do have this in uh, Netflix over here as well, so looks good. Great. All right, well, uh, well, if anyone in the meantime wants to send us an email, you can do so at podfornoriga at gmail.com. And uh, otherwise, we'll catch you for uh, next month when we're covering uh, postmortem. No one dies in darkness. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.